Good morning, everybody. What a beautiful day today. I love the weather. I think it's awesome. We had a good night of rain last night. Wonderful. And uh, praise the Lord. And I will invite you to stand up. And we are going to pray to give thanks to Him. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are so wonderful, so good to us. And you, Lord, give us everything we need. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to worship you. We want to adore you. And we want to give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. You ready to sing to him? Great is your faithfulness, O God. You wrestle with the sinner's heart. You lead us by still waters and to mercy. And nothing can keep us apart. So remember your people. Remember your children. Remember your promise, O oh God. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. Great is your love and justice, God. Yes, Lord. You use the weak to lead the strong. You lead us in the song of your salvation. And all your people sing along. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, O oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, O oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. God, I see your grace is enough, heaven reaching down to us. Your grace is enough for me. God, 
grace is enough I'm covered in your blood Your grace is enough for me Forever and ever, Lord, your grace is enough. And forever, Lord, we are going to worship you and give you glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Forever and ever. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and a lustrous arm, his love endures forever, for His love endures, has been reborn. His love endures forever, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, forever God is faithful forever God is strong forever God is with us forever and ever yes he is forever and ever come from the rising on the setting sun his love endures forever and by the grace of God we will carry on His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Forever God is faithful Forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever. Forever His love endures forever His love endures forever His love endures forever His love endures forever Sing praise Sing Praise, sing praise, sing praise forever. 
are faithful, forever you are strong, forever you are with us, forever and ever, forever you are faithful, forever you are strong, forever you are with us, forever and ever. Forever you are faithful, forever you are strong, forever you are with us, forever and ever. Forever you are faithful, forever you are strong, forever you are with us, forever. And ever, forever. Forever our God is with us. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down. And worship Him now How great, how awesome is He And together we sing Everyone sing Holy is the Lord God Almighty The earth is filled glory. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. The earth is filled with His glory. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we sing. Everyone sing. Holy the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. The earth is filled with His glory. Is rising now, all around is the anthem of the Lord's renown. Is rising up all around, it's the anthem of the Lord's renown. Is rising up all around is the anthem of the 
the Lord's renown is rising up all around. It's the anthem of the Lord's renown. And together we sing, everyone sing, holy is the Lord. God Almighty, the earth is filled with His glory, holy is the Lord, God Almighty, the earth is filled with His glory, the earth is filled with His glory, the earth is filled with His glory. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are here with us, Lord. And we want to tell you that you are our God, awesome in power. Why don't you turn into wine? Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, no Lord, none like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God. That is you, Lord. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. No like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. No one like you, Lord. There is no one like you. Trust you, Lord, our hope of glory. And we trust you, Lord. 
And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against it? If our God is for us, and who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Nobody can stop your work, Lord, in your kingdom, in our hearts. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. You, Lord, God Almighty, you, Lord, protecting us, defending us, helping us all the time, Lord. And that's why we give you glory and honor. And we worship you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God hears you. Do you believe that? God hears you. It's a beautiful sentence. It's a beautiful statement. God hears you. God hears me. Every time we speak to the Lord, every time you go in prayer, every single time you have a thought towards Him, He hears you. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it wonderful to think about it? You are in your home. You are about to have your meal. And you close in a very quiet way. You just put your meal in front of you, and before you take a bite, you say your prayer, and you say, Lord, thank you for your provision. He hears you. Every single time, whether it's in the midst of trouble, or because you are so happy about it, you say your prayers, and the Lord hears you. And I have a beautiful story to tell you today, based precisely in what the book of Samuel, the first book of Samuel, chapter 1, tells us. And I want to read this passage of the scripture, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This passage is in the chapter number 1, verses 10 through 11. Hannah was so sad that she cried the whole time she was praying to the Lord. She made a special promise to God and said, Lord, all-powerful, you can see how sad I am. Remember me. Don't forget me. If you will give me a son, I will give him to you. He will be yours his whole life. That was the prayer of this lady. In order to understand 
more about this prayer. You have to go to the, the story behind, the context. Remember, the context always explains a lot of what's going on in any prayer, right? Because who will be the woman that says, give me a son. I don't have a son. If you give me a son, I will give you this child back to you. Who, who will be that woman? Because, you know, you, you want to have a child. You want to have that child for yourself. But the story is that in this particular context, Hannah was being mocked by other people. And that, my friends, is one of the probably most uh, hurtful things to live. If somebody is mocking you because you are probably, uh, let me give you examples, okay? Physical attributes. Let's say you are too skinny or you are too short or you wear glasses or you have a hair that is strange kind of hair or your ears are too big or your nose is too short or your eyes are whatever. You, maybe you have a defect in one leg or whatever situation is, or you are from Guatemala and you have this weird accent <laughs> or anything. And there is someone that gets that and starts mocking you. That is hurtful. And sometimes, my friends, people are so cruel that they don't realize the damage they are using, they are creating by mocking at somebody who has certain situation. And we don't know the, the reasons why this person is going through that. But mocking others, it's uh, actually pretty popular. Have you noticed that? A lot of people, they are good to put nicknames based on the defect of that particular individual. They tell jokes about it and it is hurtful. Of course, the person that is the target of those jokes has no other option other than sucking it up. Right? It's just like, whatever. What can I do about it? You know, it's a bunch of people calling me names, using this kind of uh, situation against me. And the truth is, the person gets sad. That was the case of this particular lady. She didn't have any children. And she wanted to have a child. To the point that all those jokes and things that people were saying to her, the mockery, hurt her that bad that she was devastated. Devastation, my friends, it's common in life. You might think, well, I don't think so. Oh, it's very, very common. A lot of people live that experience, not every day, but at least once in a while, something that hurts and you feel devastated. You feel hopeless. Have you lived that recently? Perhaps without you thinking about it, you have been devastated lately. Something happened and you were like, but why? Why is this happening to me? Why I cannot have this, right? Some people are longing for a financial solution. And they say, why I cannot have this thing that I want, right? Sometimes the situation is with relationships, right? And we say, why can I not have this relationship going well, right? Or sometimes it's health. In different situations that make you feel devastated. It's very common. It's very common. 
I was watching a, a movie one day. This woman plays the CEO of this company. Very strong lady. She leads tons of people in the building. But she has to fire somebody. And this guy walks out of the office, follows her, and then in front of everybody, said bad words to her, called her names. She, of course, had her reasons to fire the guy and just said, please stop it, otherwise I'm going to call security. And she, in a very professional way, very calm way, controlled the situation, and the guy, the guy left the building. Later, she acknowledges that that night, in her room, she cried because this guy called her names. This woman is the perfect example of someone that seems to be in perfect success, right? In a position of authority, control, with money, with everything that, humanly speaking, speaking people like to have. And yet, that particular night, she was devastated. We don't know, we don't know what's going on in the life of people, right? We have no idea. Whatever is the activity that you do for, for a living, you have people that work probably for the same company or maybe there are competitors or you see somebody else working somewhere else and apparently they are doing great. You don't know the story. You just know, don't know. You never know what's going on behind scenes, correct? You just get an idea. But deep down, people live the experience of devastation. We all live that. And you know what I think, guys? I think it's necessary. I think it's very healthy that we live those kind of experiences, spiritually speaking. And I will tell you why. Because if everything goes so great, we can get the wrong idea that everything is fine, that we keep control of things, and I can just keep on going. But when some things happen that shows us our <laughs> weaknesses, how fragile we are, right? That we are not that strong, that things can go wrong at some point and touches us deeply to the point that we can be devastated. And that is a perfect opportunity for us to do what this, this woman did. What is what she did? She came to the Lord in prayer. So when you are sad, what you need to do is to go to the Lord God to pray in your private place. Now, what is what most people do when they are sad? Let's talk about it. When people are sad, they try to find the refuge in substances, right? Alcohol, drugs, pills, whatever. Anything that just will make me forget about the problem, right? Unfortunately, is what happens. And if for any reason, if you are watching today and you are exactly in that spot, my friend, this message is for you. 
If you feel sad, if you are probably devastated for something that happened to you, and you are just thinking, man, I have been doing that. Well, I have news for you. The news is this, that when we are in those places, we don't need to seek refuge in alcohol or drugs. We need to find our refuge in the Lord God Almighty. And we go to pray. And it says, in your private place. It's exactly what the Lord Jesus said. We need to go to our private place. Privately. Guys, it's necessary for us to do that. Quietly. You can go. If you are in your, in your work. And you, you don't have a place to go. You can go to the bathroom you like. And have a three minutes break. Go to the car, go to the kitchen, fix for yourself a cup of coffee. And there in that private place, you just pray. And you say, Lord, here I am again. I'm in a huge distress. I don't know what to do, but I need you. This woman did that, and she was there. And while she was praying, there was a priest. His name is Eli. This priest looked at her and observed that she was moving her lips. But he couldn't hear what she was saying. So he was under the impression that she was drunk. <laughs> she says to him, no, sir, I am not drunk. I was just praying. And the reason why I was praying is because I am sad. I am devastated. My... Circumstances are horrible. I need to have children. I would like to have children. How many people pray that prayer today? How many people are just wondering, is it possible that one day will I have a child? Maybe you are that kind of woman today, that you want a kid. And you can't have a kid for whatever reason. This is exactly what was happening to this woman. She went to the Lord in prayer. Trusting. That the Lord could grant her that request. That is why we keep on going in our prayers. And every day we need to keep on our prayers. Some people think that maybe it's irrelevant. Some people think. That it's a waste of time. That they are talk, just talking to the air. Well they are wrong. They are wrong because the Lord hears you. And you need to understand that. The Lord hears you. One day somebody said to me. This interesting statement. He said. Yes. The Lord is not deaf. He hears you. But the Lord. Is not blind either. He sees what you do. And I thought. Well that's interesting. But the beauty is that. Even though the Lord is not blind. He is merciful. And his mercies are new. Every morning. How many of us have messed up in life? How many of us have made mistakes? How many of us made promises. And they, we didn't fulfill the promise. Or we just. Failed for whatever reason. 
Yes, the Lord hears us and the Lord sees us, but also his mercies are new every morning and we can just come back to him again and say, Lord God, please help me in my need. That is why he is God, not us. And that is his privilege and he enjoys listening to your prayers. He likes that because he has the power to grant your prayers. And he has the desire of developing this relationship between you and him forever. You know, I don't know what do you think about this thing that I will tell you in a second. But quite often I said this, that I prefer to be a needy one, not someone without needs. I said that about me. I am a needy one. And you know why I say that? Because when I have a need, what I do is I go to the Lord in prayer. And I know myself. I know that sometimes I am not appreciative enough of his mercy and his love. Sometimes I am not probably aware of how wonderful the Lord is. And I can just forget about it. But if I have needs, I don't have any other option. I have to go to the Lord in prayer. So I have to go back again, and again, and again. And that is why sometimes the Lord says no to some of our requests. And we don't get it, and we disagree, right? And we say, okay, Lord, I got it. You are God, I'm not. You make the decisions, and I'm just your servant. Fine. You don't want to give me that? Okay. We feel that way, right? Well, this woman felt exactly that way. But you know what she did? She kept on praying. She kept on believing. The interesting thing is that she went exactly to the place where her husband told her to go to present a sacrifice. The priest was there. And there is a, a very interesting relationship between you and someone that plays the role of a priest in your life. And there are two things that you need to know about it. The number one thing is that the Lord Jesus Christ is the priest that you need. There is no need for a man to intercede for your forgiveness in the presence of God. The Lord Jesus is that priest for you. But on the other hand, there are authorities given by God in the church through ministers. That the Lord has given us the authority to even say to people, your sins are forgiven. And they are forgiven. It is a privilege to, for a minister to, ex to express those words and bless people. So my friend, if you are listening or watching and you are not involved in any church, I want to tell you, you are missing a big part of your uh, thing of your life. Because when you have that relationship with a minister, that minister will bless you and intercede for you. Eli, by the way, was not a good minister. He was not. And today is not the day to talk about him, but I want you to know he was not a good minister. And yet, when this woman was there praying, asking God, Lord, please give me a child. And he told her, 
are you drunk? And she said, no, I'm just praying. I need a child. You know what Eli said? Well, may God grant you what you want. <laughs> that minister that was not precisely a good minister said, may the Lord give you what you want. A few verses later, in the verse number 20, there in 1 Samuel chapter 1, it says, By that time, the following year, Hannah had become pregnant and had a son. She named him Samuel. She said, his name is Samuel because I asked the Lord for him. A year later. A year later, she was pregnant. Okay, guys, our, our view of life is so limited, right? And we are in the rush all the time to get things done quickly. I, I understand and I agree with many things like that. You want to eat, you come after work, you are tired, you're hungry, you want an easy meal, right? You want to eat because you are hungry. All right, I understand that. And then you want to go to bed. You don't want to leave your kitchen all messy. So you want to quick, quickly clean the kitchen, take your shower, go to bed, go to bed, go to sleep, right? So we want things quickly. Quickly making the, the meal, quickly cleaning, quickly shower, quickly going to bed. We like things like that. Right? We don't want to go through, oh, I have to cook. No, we, we don't like those things. The problem is that sometimes we, we don't see life from the Lord's perspective. Because we are so used to take care of things quickly. Right? And when we are praying, we, we, we make that mistake. We say, Lord, I need you to give me this and that, right? Lord, I need you to give me a job, the person without work, praise. Lord, I need you to give me a spouse, the single person searching for a spouse. Lord, I need you to heal my body, the one that is in trouble with his health, etc., right? That's the prayer. We believe. Here, as a pastor, I pray with you and for you. So, you did it privately. We are trusting in the Lord. But the problem is timing. <laughs> you see that? We pray, we believe, but we don't see the result right away. And then we are discouraged. And unfortunately, many people give up. Many people give up. You know, when... Hiring managers are choosing employees or candidates to become the employee of the company. They always check if they have any education. <laughs> Not necessarily the degree has to be in the area of that particular position. Not always is like that. But the reason why they check that is because they want to know if that individual was able to pursue a dream and to become disciplined to go through the whole process to get a degree right 
going to school, doing the homework, doing the test, paying tuition, going to school, finishing the first semester, second semester, three, four, five, eight, whatever. Hiring managers take into consideration that because they, that tells them something about their character, right? Well, imagine if a hiring manager considers that important. What do you think the Lord God thinks of us when he sees us that we give up so quickly in our prayer request? <laughs> he says, what? What did you ask me for? Well, Lord, I was asking you for this and that. Okay. Do you still believe that I will do it? Well, I asked you that almost three days ago. And? And I didn't get it. So I assumed you don't want to give it to me. <laughs> you see that? Timing is the problem. But when you think about farming, trees, flowers, anything nature-wise, nothing happens just like that. Everything has its own time. So one year later, this woman is pregnant. But now imagine the jokes, the mockery, the need. The situation didn't change in 365 days. It was the same. And so many of us feel that way. It's like, uh, I don't see any changes, you know. Same old, same old, they say. And they give up. They lose hope. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake, my friend. Because the Lord hears you. The Lord hears you. You just need to keep on trusting Him. And keep praying and giving thanks to the Lord. And you do your part. You know, in order to get pregnant, there are some things that you need to be done. <laughs> But after several months trying and trying and she's not pregnant, she could say, well, maybe the Lord is not going to give me a child. That was not her case. She kept on trusting in the Lord. Again, perspective. You know, from the Lord's perspective, time is nothing. We are the ones that are in the rush. We want that job right away. You know, people looking for employment. They fill out one application and they are looking at their phone immediately, right? If there is a text message. I don't see any email inviting me for the interview, right? That's, that's the way that they see it. The person looking for, for a spouse is the same thing. The one that is ill, same thing. Another day, I feel the same. Well, it takes time. Everything takes time. The Lord will do it whenever He says is the time. Now, the question is, have you lived the experience of seeing the Lord doing things in your life like a miracle? Have you? I have many, many, many testimonies of the miracles that I have lived. And when you live those experiences and you know that the Lord does miracles still today, you are just at ease. You just say, Lord, you did it yesterday. 
You will do it today. And you will do it tomorrow. I just trust you. Because that is what is your job. Your job is to trust in Him. Your job is to believe in Him. You pray, you ask Him, and you trust. You do your part, and you believe. Lord, you will do it. And you keep the right attitude about it. Until the Lord does His part. In His time. Because He has a time for everybody. Let's go now to the next four verses in 24 to 28. It says, When the boy was old enough to eat solid food, how old would you say is that, to eat solid food? Ladies here? Three or four years, probably? Two, three, four, something like that. Okay, I agree. Somewhere in the vicinity. Hannah took him to the Lord's house at Shiloh. She also took a bull that was three years old, 20 pounds of flour, <laughs> and a bottle of wine. They went before the Lord. Elkanah killed the bull as a sacrifice to the Lord, as he usually did. Then Hannah gave the boy to Eli. She said to him, pardon me, sir. I am the same woman who stood near you praying to the Lord. I promise that I am telling you the truth. I prayed for this child, and the Lord answered my prayer. He gave me this child, and now I give this child to the Lord. He will serve, he will serve the Lord all his life. Then Hannah left the boy there and worshipped the Lord. Blessed is the holy word of the Lord. So she enjoyed the blessing. It's what we do. We pray, Lord, I need a job. I need, I need a spouse. I need a miracle of healing. I need this. I need that. I need a new car. I need a new house. I need this. We prayed, we prayed, and throughout the time, we live the experience of the Lord granting us our prayers. And we receive the miracles, and we have that, right? Sometimes we forget what we promise the Lord. But this woman, she didn't. <laughs> she was serious about that. Are you? Are we, guys, serious about our promises to the Lord? Because that is the problem. Sometimes we become like all these people in this community today that they are so entitled they just want me want give me give me i want this i want that like little kids right give me give me give me sometimes in our relationship with the lord it's just like that give me lord another miracle another this another that we're just asking and demanding and we become entitled he is our father of course he's going to bless us. He will never, never abandon us. But there are moments when we are desperate like she was. That she made a promise. 
I promise you, Lord, if you give me this job this time, I'm going to behave. I'm going to be punctual. I'm going to be responsible. Lord, if you heal me, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to take care of my body, Lord. Lord, if you give me this, I will give you this back. And right? When we are desperate, we say those things. The question is, when the miracle comes, are we faithful to our commitments, to our promises? I hope you do. I do hope that you are faithful to the Lord and your promises. One day, one of my friends said to me this. You know what? I have learned a secret in my spiritual walk, he said. I said, what is that? I learned that uh, if I really want something from the Lord, I can negotiate with him. And I said, what, are, what kind of negotiations are you doing? He said to me, you know, I promised him some things. Like uh, doing some things for him, for the kingdom, for the church, for certain people. Sometimes I promise him certain amount of money for doing this and that. Sometimes I promise him that I will read X amount of minutes every day the word. I promise sometimes the Lord that I will never do this again and I will not do this for a while, etc., etc., right? I just negotiate with the Lord and I said, and what is the result of your investigations? <laughs> he said, he never failed me. And are you fulfilling your promises to the Lord? Oh, yes, I am, he said. It was an interesting conversation. Personally, I don't remember doing something exactly like that. But I suppose it works for him. Maybe it works for somebody else. Now, in my relationship with my children or employees that I had under my supervision, quite often I had made some negotiations with them. <laughs> and I said, what is what you want? Well, that, what I want is ABC. And I said, all right. I think I can give you ABC if you do one, two, three. Oh, really? Well, how about do you want it? <laughs> and you know what I have found? Success. Success. Sometimes a little commitment forces things, you know, to get us through. Maybe some of you guys, or maybe you watching or listening, is what you need. A little commitment between you and the Lord. And you say, Lord, you know what? I am not doing these things that I'd be, I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm going to make a deal with you. <laughs> Perhaps this is something that some people need. I don't know. What I know is that this woman made a promise. And she came back to fulfill that promise. And that tells us a lot about her character. It's wonderful. Someone that does what promise will do. Eventually, Samuel grew up. Eventually, Eli died. And Samuel took over. Samuel became a prophet. It was years, years later. 
One day, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, I need you to go to the house of Jesse because you are going to anoint the new king of Israel. David was anointed by Samuel. Now I want you to think of this. David became the king of Israel, a conqueror. He won so many battles. He wrote psalms, songs. He was a great leader. He did a lot of great things because he was anointed king by Samuel. But Samuel came, came into scene because a woman praying. Samuel became a prophet because a woman prayed for a child. Can you imagine if you stopped praying for your personal needs and you just pray, Lord, I am asking you for this and that for the future generations. Can you imagine what can happen? But again, our perspective of life is so limited. We are just thinking of the moment. We are just thinking, I don't have the job that I want. I don't have the person that I need. I don't have the health that I need. We are just focused on ourselves that we forget that there is a future and future generations out there. We talk about people being self-centered and selfish. And, and I wonder if it's not us that are like that. We just want to get better and feel better and just get what we want. But this example, friends, tells us that if we keep on praying, maybe the Lord will bring somebody in the future that will do amazing things. Not just in Odessa. Not just in Texas. Maybe not just in the United States. And is in our future generations. As long as we keep praying. And fulfilling our promises. Maybe the Lord is going to do that. So the question is if we are ready to do that. Are we ready? Because I feel that today is our turn to pray and believe for a miracle in the name of Jesus. I think it's our turn. Whatever is the desperation that we feel, whatever is the situation that we are like tired of looking at it and say, oh, I'm tired of this. I, why this is not working? Why I cannot get what I am thinking here? And I pray and pray. Maybe this is our time to keep on praying and believing for that miracle. And I hope you will continue believing in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. However, there are, there are people, I understand that. There are people that they never, never have given their hearts to the Lord. And my friend, if you are listening 
and you have never prayed a prayer to surrendering yourself to God, this is the time. And I want you to read out loud this prayer in the screen with me. And saying it like you mean it. It's a prayer where you surrender yourself to the Lord. And you are asking Him to forgive you. Say with me. Lord God, I acknowledge my sins before you. Please forgive me and restore me in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we all together say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. So, go with the peace of our good Lord. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. See you next time.